0: Hey folks, thanks for joining us for another episode of Travel and Trivia, a podcast for the curious traveler eager to embark on their next adventure. Week 9. Who would have thought? Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to take a moment to thank our faithful listeners. You've been with us from the beginning, and we hope you're as excited as we are about where we're heading. Speaking of where we're heading, hop in. This week, we're traveling to Wyoming. As the least populated state in the Union, Wyoming offers those wide-open spaces we love to visit. To the east, the Great Plains. To the west, the towering Rockies. With a colorful history and a wealth of natural resources, the state of Wyoming will be sure to impress on this week's episode. Chloe and I will be saddling up as we traverse the Great Cowboy State. The round will consist of 10 questions, varying in difficulty level, and one bonus question. Stick around for the 7th question stretch to hear our approach and plan to explore this great state. A reminder, there will be just over 30 seconds to answer each question, so if you're impatient like me, feel free to skip ahead. Without further ado, let's begin. For clarity, Wyoming is the one under Montana. (laughs) Question 1. Wyoming is home to a multitude of wildlife. Each of these could make a justifiable case to grace the state's flag. Ultimately, only one animal was chosen. Which ungulate graces the flag of the 44th member of the United States? Is it A, pronghorn, B, elk, C, mule deer, or D, bison? And the answer is D. Bison. Adopted in 1917, the Wyoming state flag depicts a bison, the monarch of the Great Plains, branded by the state seal. The custom of branding represented on the bison deserves notice, almost as a reminder that the once great monarch has since been tamed by the advancement of man.
1: Question 2. According to an article released by USA Today, Approximately what percent of land in Wyoming is owned by the federal government? Answer to the nearest whole percent. And the answer is 48%. This equates to over 30 million acres of land throughout the state. Of this land, the Bureau of Land Management administrates approximately two-thirds of it. This ranks Wyoming as number six on the list of U.S. states with the most federally owned land.
0: Question 3. In a previous episode, we mentioned Devil's Tower, one of several national monuments in Wyoming name the only national park that exists solely within the state of Wyoming. Grand Teton National Park. If you answered Yellowstone, you were almost correct, as 96% of that park lies within the northwestern corner of the state.
1: Question 4. Since 1936, the Wyoming state license plate has included what iconic image synonymous with Wyoming? Is it A. A bucking horse and rider? B. A Native American? C. A buffalo? or D, a pronghorn. And the answer is A. A bucking horse and rider. The bucking horse and rider's first recorded use dates back to 1918 when the insignia was worn by members of the Wyoming National Guard during World War I. From that point forward, the bucking horse and rider became a symbol of Wyoming preserved and celebrated today by the state and local universities.
0: Question 5. What American frontiersman established a fort in southwestern Wyoming that proved to be a pivotal stop along the Oregon Trail during America's westward expansion? Today, he is commemorated within the state with the use of his name on a mountain pass, national forest, and famous peak. And the answer is Jim Bridger. Born in Virginia in 1804, James Bridger made a name for himself in the West as a well respected scout during America's westward expansion. In 1824, he laid eyes on the Great Salt Lake. Many believed he was the first white man to do so. In 1843, he established Fort Bridger and remained in the area until his fort was taken over by Mormon settlers. Soon after, Bridger began servicing the government as a scout and guide on many expeditions in the region.
1: Question six, true or false? Wyoming became the last state to grant women the right to vote. And the answer is false. Wyoming was actually the first state to grant women voting rights. In fact, this occurred well before Wyoming was granted statehood. In 1869, Wyoming territory granted women equal rights to men, including voting rights. This was thought to largely be a marketing tactic in order to draw new settlers to the state.
0: Welcome to the seventh question stretch. You're in for an absolute treat. So you want to take a trip to Wyoming? Well, join the club. So do we. We've never been. Chloe and I have been busy planning a trip to explore all that the great state of Wyoming has to offer. A great tentative plan with a little bit of wiggle room to fit into your own personal preferences could look something like this.
1: Day one. Fly into Denver International Airport and pick up a rental car you'll be using for the duration of the trip. Drive an hour and a half north to Cheyenne, the capital of Wyoming, and spend the day exploring the city and celebrating Wyoming cowboy heritage.
0: When you've had your fill of Cheyenne, head north with your sights set on making it to Devil's Tower National Monument, the largest example of unique columnar jointing in the world. Along the way, you'll travel through the Great Plains and gain an appreciation for their vastness.
1: After crossing Devil's Tower off the list, head west on I-90 toward the iconic Yellowstone National Park. If time allows, consider stopping at the Bighorn National Forest to hike and sightsee, or spend an afternoon in Cody with the cowboys at the local rodeo.
0: Yellowstone is as large as it is beautiful, and I encourage each of you to research exactly what you'd like to do on your visit. Regardless, you should plan to be in the area for at least a day or two.
1: From the, miles... <gasps> from the South Gate of Yellowstone, a seven mile shut up. Go away. From the South Gate of Yellowstone, a seven-mile drive is all that separates you from yet another national park well worth a visit. The Grand Tetons.
0: Not the Grey Tetons, Chloe. Good job that time. From our research, plan to spend at least two days in the Tetons to explore popular sites and hike. If winter recreation is your thing, be sure to spend time in Jackson Hole to visit one of the best ski resorts in North America.
1: Head south on 191 with plans to visit Fossil Butte National Monument. Stop in any small town you'd like along the way and spend some time getting to know the state's locals. It's normally always worth it.
0: From here you have many options. Maybe go visit Fort Bridger or spend a day in the Medicine Bow National Forest ultimately making your way back to the hustle and bustle of Denver before heading home. While this trip will definitely include a lot of driving, we've found those drives to be anything but dull. You can learn a lot about yourself and each other on a six-hour car ride. (laughs) So, Chloe, when are we going?
1: I'd be down for next spring.
0: That's, uh, it could be a decent time. I don't know, I'm sure the weather towards the northern part. Could be a little bit sus in the spring but if we shot for may we'd probably be decent something to note about this little trip plan that we laid out and one thing that we are trying to get better at when we travel is to not stick 100 percent to the itinerary we make uh, if there's something that pops up a roadside whatever along the way a detour that maybe we didn't think about taking we're doing our best to take those now um, And just let the trip become what it is and not be too strict about where we're going. Eventually, we make it to all the locations, but it just makes it more of a memorable experience if you do go off the beaten path a little bit and you stop at maybe a really sketchy spot that ends up being really cool, some little restaurant somewhere, and I don't know, just babbling. (laughs) Who knows? It might lead to Chloe finding a new favorite food like she did on her last trip out west. Breakfast burritos, if you haven't listened to episode one. If not, go listen to episode one. Shameless plug. And now, back to the trivia. Question seven. Each year, the Douglas Chamber of Commerce issues thousands of hunting permits for what mythological creature said to be native to Wyoming? And the answer is the jackalope. For those unfamiliar, a jackalope is a mythical cross between a jackrabbit and an antelope. While no living specimen has ever been found, if you make your way to almost any outdoor-themed bar throughout Wyoming or the rest of the United States, you may just be lucky enough to find a taxidermied representation of the creature. If you would like to check out the tag for yourself, head on over to our Instagram page to view the latest hunting permit.
1: Question 8. True or false? The University of Wyoming's Cowboy and Cowgirl Stadiums in Laramie are the highest above sea level in the NCAA Division I. And the answer is true. At around 7,200 feet above sea level, War Memorial Stadium is the highest in the country. Compared to venues such as LSU's Tiger Stadium at an elevation of 25 feet, it makes you wonder how much of an advantage it would be to play more than a mile high.
0: Question 9. No maps allowed. Wyoming shares borders with six U.S. states. Name them. And the answers are Montana, South Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado, Utah, and Idaho.
1: Question 10. Although they may be few and far between, what are people from the state of Wyoming called? Is it A, Wyominger, B, Wyomingite, C, Wyominger, or D, Wyomian? And the answer is B, Wyomingite, which is a shame. I thought Wyominger sounded pretty darn good. Interestingly, Wyomingite is actually a form of volcanic rock first found in the lucite hills of Sweetwater County, Wyoming.
0: In the event of a tie, or if you're looking to earn a little extra credit, here's today's bonus question. Name two of the 13 Native American tribes that historically inhabited the region now known as Wyoming. And the answers are the Arapaho, the Urukara, the Bannock, the Blackfeet, the Cheyenne, the Crow, the Gross Venter, the Kiowa, the Nez Perce, the Sheep Eater, the Sioux, the Shoshone, and the Ute tribes. Of these Plains Indian tribes, the Cheyenne and the Sioux were the last of the natives to be placed in reservations. So how well does Chloe know the place with more cows than people? Chloe earned a score of 6 out of 10, but missed the bonus. Alright folks, that brings us to the end of another episode of Travelin' Trivia. I hope you enjoyed testing your knowledge, and maybe even pick some up along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to leave us a review. That would be awesome. If you would like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's episode, Check the references linked in the show notes. If you haven't already, give us a follow and share with your traveling friends. I don't know about all of you, but I just absolutely love this time of year. Living in the Midwest, we're blessed to watch the leaves change each year. I'm also a sucker for pumpkin spice, but what can I say? In the spirit of the season, join us next week for fall trivia. As always, we at Travel Down Wander wish you well on your next adventure. You'll only ever regret the trips you don't take.